Rack your look for summer now at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. We've got them. Rag & Bone, Vince, Stuart Weitzman, Calvin Klein, Kurt Geiger London, Madewell, Steve Madden, and Adidas. Score great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. What will you find? Breezy dresses, easy tops, designer bags and sunglasses, sandals, swim, and activewear, plus updates for your family and home. Get summer's best for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. When life gets crazy busy, and when doesn't it, Walmart helps you keep it all together, now with a little help from Instacart. If you need your groceries now-ish, but your options for going to Walmart are later-ish or never-ish, you can get everything you need delivered through Instacart right to your door in as fast as an hour. Skip the shop and savor more of your crazy busy life with Walmart and Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order, $10. Additional terms apply. Hi, guys. This is Radio Dance for Moms, your host, Alex. And Devin. Today, today we're going to talk about mental health and our children's diagnoses. Yes, because there's several children that got diagnosed. You want to start with yours? Um, so my mental health. Uh, let's see. I am in an okay place. I'm just stressed. But I guess being stressed also can, you know, damage your mental health. But I'm just really stressed. Between schoolwork, house situations, um, and my kids being home. And my kids being home... And my little tiny preemie baby who literally, if the wind blows too hard on her, she gets sick. Your mom told you she was going to get sick. Yeah, I know. But like, an ear infection, like, come on. She hasn't even been anywhere. I don't think ear infections are from you getting anywhere. But first and foremost, if she's teething and her teeth are coming in, it could be just that her teeth, all of that goes into the same thing. It's all the... The same area. I'm over it. Golden had gunky eye, an ear infection. Like, she didn't have it all. So, <laughs> I am just... And she hasn't really had it all, but it just feels like she had it all. Let me just say that. Yeah, because it's been actually, a rough yeah, two weeks. It's been a rough two weeks. Um, she's actually pretty healthy. We went to the doctor today. He said that she is doing great. Um, and her height and weight are proportionate. She's doing phenomenal so we don't have to go to that doctor anymore that's one off of the list of like three it's awesome though um and then class is almost over yes for the rest of the summer until august which works because that'll give me july august so like two months to just be and not be stressed about oh did i get my schoolwork done for the week did I get this done for the week? Um, and my house situation is rough. <laughs> and I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> I had to think about what I wanted to say. Um, and I don't know how to fix it. I'm kind of in the middle. And yeah, it's just it's just a tough situation. No. So, yeah, of course, I'm just stressed. I eat more crumble cookies than I'm supposed to eat crumble cookies. Crumbles get way too much of my money. Shout well, out to crumble. <laughs> yes, because they're amazing. 
so yeah, that's just kind of where I am. It's not oh, like I'm not depressed. I don't have anxiety, so I guess I'm on the upside. But I am stressed. Mm, that part, and I can tell it because my edges. You're losing some hair. I'm, huh? I'm losing some hair. <laughs> Those are the worst. Uh, so hopefully everything will right itself. Well, it's God's stay plan. tuned. God's stay tuned. I'll let always. you guys know. <laughs> so how did who was first? Bug. Bug was first. Bug was first. He is, he is technically ours officially. Um, as of the seventh of June, we are officially. Te- technically, he's my brother now, yes. and not my nephew. Technically, mm-hmm. because your mom. Has- because my mom has full. That is their mother now. They have been adopted. Um, he was first, so he he was born first. When he was born. He lived in Oklahoma with his parents. We lived here in Florida, and we would get him for six months out of the year. We should have known something was off then, um, at least with his parents, because who lets their little baby leave for six months out of the year? But hey, we loved him. We got him the first three months, and he was he was great. He was a typical. Took a baby, ate eggs, toast, the whole shebang. He ate, he ate everything: toast, sausage, eggs, cereal, grits, fruit. Like he ate the whole thing. He would talk. He would babble. He would do all of these things. He'd ask you to read a book. He'd ask you. He, yeah, like he was just a typical kid, a normal, a normal baby. typical baby. And then we got him another three months, and. He wasn't the same. Okay. Excuse me. He was, he didn't eat as much. He didn't talk as much. Um, And he just wasn't the same baby that he was. Came to you guys a couple of months ago? Yeah, a couple of months ago. Um, And then he went home and then like it was, it's crazy to point to like think about it because my Nana, she would see pictures of him when he was at home and he looked miserable. To be completely honest with you, he looked just sad. Like, bags under his eyes. Like, he looked sad. Poor baby. Um, And then, like, she was like, and I see pictures of him with you guys. And he looks so happy. Yeah, it's a different, um, so different environment for him. It was definitely then. And then we, we got him one more time. And he was, like, really, really different. Like, when I say, like, different, I mean, like, super different. He didn't eat anything. Like, you can literally see, like, in the beginning, he, and you saw the joy and the happy in his eyes. Like, you've seen it. Yeah. And then we got him again, and there was nothing. Wow. Like, literally, we've seen, we've seen it. There was nothing. There was no, like... I don't even know how to like explain it, but like if I show you pictures, you can literally see the difference from him, the progression happening. So the progression happened. We got him um, at two and a half. Okay. Um, 
he was two and a half. That's his brother was born then, but he was two and a half. We got him. He was not up to date in any of his vaccines, like at all. Um, if you looked at like his medical records, he had constant ear infections, but the notes always say that mom was like rushing out and like didn't and seemed like annoyed and like didn't stay for the full visit. So like he had ear infections that weren't being taken care of. So like when we got him, there was like a whole bunch of like backtracking that we had to do. Okay. So we had to catch him up on his vaccines. Then we had to see like, cause if we called his name, he wouldn't look, but obviously that's part of autism. And like, there was just so many things and he wasn't talking. So he was two and a half and he wasn't talking. Oh, wow. Like, we used to joke because he had his own language. We used to call him Donnie from the Wild Thornberries because Donnie, that's exactly how it was. That was Buck. That's literally what he sounded like. That's what he sounded like for at least a year and a half. Oh my goodness. Um, Because he couldn't hear anything because of the constant ear infection. So he, I'm sure. To him, to it, him sound, it sounded like he was underneath water. Or and he was, he just was drowning. He yeah. Was, yeah. Like, so he, he like, so he didn't talk. So my mom was like, okay, at two and a half, almost three, he should be talking. Yeah. Like he should have at least the basic words. He's not eating anything. Homeboy survived on cereal and fruit, which he still survives on, but that's for a different conversation. Um, and then did you guys instantly get him to Dr. Forrest? So or? we have, how we got into Dr. Forrest, because Dr. Forrest has a really long wait time. Yes. The reason that we got in kind of quickly okay. is, I don't know if I'm be saying this out to the public, but mom knew dr forrest from work because her daughter went to camp okay and because they had such a great relationship through camp when it was came time for us to go to dr forrest like she made room for us okay because of that relationship that they already fostered at camp at her job okay so that's how we were able to like get in but we still had to wait because she's full so like even, even if she can get us in we still have to wait because it's her like she's a highly sought after developmental pediatrician so if you're in the orlando florida area dr forrest is the what top 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 uh developmental pediatrician that you would want to take your child to her wait times are very very long but it's definitely um worth it to get into her or even be on the wait list definitely call and check when people have cancellations because she's definitely an awesome pediatrician to take your um child with special needs to and she's she's a serious one because like if you miss so many appointments she's like okay well you can't there's other people waiting so like you miss so many appointments you're off my list like that that's it um so we got in to see Dr. Forrest, and she was like, mm-hmm. Some things are off. Some things are off. He definitely, on like the little autism test or whatever you want to call it, the observation, he definitely um, had some markers. Had there. some markers here and there. Um, so we just kept going back, and then by three, he was officially diagnosed autistic. 
Um, and you could, you could, you could just tell his speech was delayed. Um, his preferred method, he wouldn't look you in the eye. He uh, didn't play with other kids. He definitely was a parallel player, like through and through. And he still is a parallel player because we, our kids get together and he usually is with them for maybe like 10 minutes. And then he's like, all right, this is too much for me. I'm out. Yep. And then he'll play by himself <laughs> and, he'll play and by himself. just be doing his own thing. Um. So he was definitely... Like, you can definitely see, like, all of the things that they were like, oh, this is how you know if your child's autistic. He was, like, the stereotypical autistic baby. Um, was it that way for Alexi? When no. When went down that route? Okay. No. So, for Alexi, Michael, we didn't even, like, it was on our minds for autism, but it was not on our minds for autism because I personally think he has bipolar disorder, but... He cannot be diagnosed for that until he's like 10 okay. or 12 or something like that. Because for him, his autism is um, emotion regulation. He can't manage his emotions whatsoever. Okay. So for him, he would like bang his head. He'd flip over a desk at like two, three. He was like, if he got upset, he couldn't control himself. Yeah. So he'd flip over a desk. He'd bang his head. He'd throw things like he went from calm, cool, collected to on a hundred and a matter of two. Yeah, Tasmanian double, double in, in five seconds. seconds. Yeah, and like we were like, "Whoa, that something's not right." So we got him into Doctor Forest, and we're like, "This is what he is. This is like this is what we're dealing with. What is it?" Yeah, give me an answer. Like, <laughs> give me an answer. She was like, well, and I, like, I still in my bones feel like he could definitely be bipolar. But I've been saying that since he was, like, two. Yeah. But we, again, we can't get diagnosed. And Dr. Forrest has adamantly said that bipolar and autism can look the same, but we can't do bipolar until a certain age. So we will, we will kind of treat for it okay but not treat for it if that makes sense so it's like so there's markers there for the autism there's markers for autism and there's also there's markers, markers for, for bipolar. bipolar but they can't do anything until he comes of, of age, age and then go down the road for that testing yep okay um and he he they both have adhd also but we say it all the time the adhd is stronger with Lexi than it is with Dimitri and the autism is stronger with Dimitri than it is his ADHD. Yes. Because Lexi Michael cannot sit still. Yeah. He can't sit still. He can't stop talking. He literally <laughs> is going, 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 going until his eyeballs close mm -hmm. to go to sleep. <laughs> Homeboy, wake up. <laughs> like, can I have some breakfast? Can I eat something? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? Can I do this? Hey, Rue, how you doing? And we're like, sir. Can you breathe? Like, we just got up. We literally just woke up. I've heard you the first six times that you asked for breakfast. You have to give me a second. <laughs> so, for him, his ADHD is definitely very much stronger. But where his autism also shows is him and social interactions. He, he is smarter than a lot of his peers. 
Yes. Which is also a problem when it comes to making friends. Because he has a sense of humor. Like, it's his sense of humor. And other kids are like... That's not funny. That's not funny. Or he struggles where, like, he will do something that is funny. And then when people laugh, he feels like they're laughing at him. And not with him. And not with him. Because he actually did something funny. Yeah. Um, But he comes off as like bossy and like rude and mean when that's really not like what he's trying that's not to his do intentions. and that's yeah. not his intentions and he's also very very um schedule oriented and like detail oriented so like if it's supposed to be done a certain way like it needs to be done that way or it's a problem for him yeah and well kids are like that not not like Typical, typical kids. kids are not yes. like that. Like they do it how they do it, and that's kind of how it is. And Lex is like, uh, no, <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to do that. Don't do it that way. That's wrong. Yeah. Um. So it comes off as like mean and like hurtful to his friends, even though he tries. He tries so hard. He is the person that literally we can go to the park, and he is talking to every single kid on the playground, and like is playing with all of them. But then. They'll be doing something, and if it's not going the way that he expects it to go, he gets mean and rude, so then now he doesn't have anybody to play with. So it's like, it's really hard for him to manage his emotions. He's like, I didn't do anything. Or if, like, they do something that he he doesn't like, instead of just saying, no, I don't like that, he's like, I don't like it when you do such and such and such and such and such and such and such. It's very mean. Do you want me, like, he, he he goes on. Yeah. And on about it. Instead of just saying, no, I don't like that, and, like, moving on. Yeah. So, it, it's really hard for him to to make friends and keep friends and, like, that social interaction for him. Dimitri, you social interaction, he not care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. You can walk past him and, and he just, just be like, mm, yep, in my own world. Or you can walk past him and he'll be like, hey, and then... <laughs> that's that's, that's all you that's get. Because even in our own house, he's like, Titi, can I have some... Cereal, and I'm like, okay, yeah, buddy, let me make it, and he's gone. Yep, he's, he's on to the next. He is nowhere to be found, and I'm like, so what about do this you, bowl of cereal? Do you want it? Do no. you want the cereal? No, yes, maybe. Or he'll call your name, and you get radio silence, and I'm like, well, great talk. I'm <laughs> glad we have this time. So for those two, like we, we knew for Bug, we seen it. Lex, you were like, this ain't right, so let's go find out what's wrong. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and then right now they're thriving. So, Dimitri did so good in first grade. Um, like, he did not stand out from his peers. He did not do any other things. He is at grade level. Like, he did amazing in class and in school. Um, Alex is technically above grade level, but we knew that already. He did also amazing um, in school when we got when we set him up into an environment that was beneficial to him. Okay. Because um, again, that social interaction, the kids from kindergarten were in the same classroom with him, and then like we had struggles in kindergarten. So like the peer interaction for him in his first classroom wasn't great. So we moved him to another classroom, and he thrived. Those peers, he had friends, like, he had a few kids that were 
not so great but he talked about these kids that we never heard him talk about before he had friends he thrived he did great um and he finished the school year off like really well too that's good so like they're really thriving um in their new environment in their new environment so we're just hoping and praying second grade goes great um we Dimitri still needs a one-on-one but he is definitely first grade he was half ESE half um regular regular classroom next year he will be all regular classroom because Ooh. he was doing so good. That's a big step. It is, but he'll get a one-on-one. Um, he'll have his ABA there with them. Um, Lex has always been in the regular classroom. We just have to make sure that it's just a right fit classroom for him. Yeah. But other than that, like they did, they did great. They're eight and seven, and people see them and they're like, "Oh my God, you would never know. Your kids are so polite, and they're this and that, and like." You you wouldn't think and so yeah like they're thriving they're doing great. That's awesome. What about you? You have more than I do. And Rue Penelope is un we don't know. She's eight months and <laughs> we still got some time. We still to got go. some time. But so far for her, she is eight months, six months adjusted. Her brain is definitely eight months. Because she feels like her brain is like, hey, you're supposed to be doing eight-month baby things. Yes. So her body is definitely six months and is just now getting to six months and she can just not sit up. So, other than that, she's great. She is. <laughs> uh, for me, I have four. Uh, two of them are diagnosed. So, with Adrian in the culture of... I believe in any culture at this point in time, it's not frowned upon. But it's not something that's an open conversation. It's not. Okay. So for us, we started um, with speech therapy. We had started out in San Diego. And San Diego, first off, is horrible with their services. Oh, so, wait, pause. Um, so in San Diego, you get one visit like a month to the speech therapist. How is that beneficial? don't understand but when we started the process because we were there um that's where we started uh getting him services and stuff and when we started the process there um we were literally i think we went like twice to the clinic um to get speech therapy services so the waiting line is the wait list is so long and then when you do get on the wait list like you literally can only go like once a month that's literally how it was i was like okay we left. We went to um, our next destination. Next destination was Pennsylvania. When we were in Pennsylvania, my grandmother um, on my father's side was like, you know, you can get in speech. And she helped me um, get all of those things that he needed. When we started, we had one lady come into the home. And I think she worked with him like two times, two or three times. She was the speech therapist. And me and Earl were on the couch and she was like have you guys ever gotten diagnosed for autism how old was he five four something like that um and she was just like have you ever and once again like i said it's not an open conversation 
So I had no idea what autism was. I think at that time I had one friend that was, um, that had a child with autism. Now we, me and her had like went to school together when we were in grade school and I was following her on social media. Still follow her to this day. That was all I knew about autism, but there wasn't like, what is it or anything you know. like that it was just like um april would come around she would you know say autism month or whatever and i was just like okay never paid anything paid any mind to it so then go down the road and we decided to change his therapist because we felt like what she said was wrong and um from there we had like two or three other therapists and then we came here to florida and then when we got here to florida um, we were in Miami for a bit, and then we came here to Orlando, and when we got here to Orlando was when we found the school that our boys met at, mm-hmm. and was, got into doing the PTA with two of the moms that worked at the school, or that their kids used to go to the school, and from there, they were like, yeah, you should definitely take him, like, if you feel like that's something still there, like, you should definitely take him. Um, we went, we got him diagnosed, um, and he was diagnosed through a developmental pediatrician as well. He's Dr. Lopez. I think I've heard of his name. So I think he was in Altamont Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got him diagnosed and then from there we, so Sebastian is not diagnosed. Sebastian is diagnosed with ADHD, but he is not diagnosed with autism. He definitely has um, some of the markers, but his ADHD definitely stands out more than his autism. So I definitely went with like him, you know, getting tested for ADHD. He isn't on any medication because it hasn't hindered him from learning. After this year from being from our different school than the school that our kids met at, mm-hmm. I think we're definitely going to go down the road of medication for him mm-hmm. to see how he does in, prog- in progress. And then AJ, we went to a neurologist. Um, we first put him in the school. Mm-hmm. And then from there, everybody was like, you need to get him diagnosed. Yeah. Like, it's not just something that we see like we need to get him diagnosed um and we went down the road getting him diagnosed he went to a neurologist as well in altamont springs and then now he has his developmental pediatrician aj is definitely more his autism standed out more than it did with adrian so adrian was the language barrier um Adrian is pretty social, but he can't regulate his emotions just like Alexi. So things that would not make a person upset, I guess, would make him super upset. Yep. Or he would get super frustrated because he couldn't, like, speak with us. Yeah. So we didn't understand what he was saying. Um, My mother-in-law used to call him a Chinese man because we could not understand what he said. And then... um, AJ had, he would stem, um, he was a headbanger, 
he i think from like any type of transition so like if we would go from the classroom to need to go to the therapy gym at the school that he was at like it would literally take them all of the time all of the session to get him to the therapy gym so from the moment he left the classroom for those 45 minutes that he needed to be inside of the gym doing his therapy he was crying yeah. he was crying he was banging his head he was biting he was kicking um and those were like big indicators for us and then being home during the pandemic um a lot of the things the markers stood out for us as well and then we went we got him diagnosed he's been in aba for two years now in august aside from his language because they say his language is a two-year-old and he's five um i mean if you look at him you wouldn't even you wouldn't even notice and if you looked at Adrian, you wouldn't notice either unless he goes on rampage. But um, definitely after a couple of minutes of being with AJ, yeah, you, you, know, you, you know. see it. Yeah, you see it. And even being with a couple of minutes with Adrian, you see it. Um, Adrian and Sebastian have started a new school this year. Well, last year? Last year. Last year. Yeah, this school year. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. All in the same school year. Um, they've actually done really good. I think that the school that we were at before that our kids met from now, like complete 360, excuse me, they're thriving. Adrian's about to go into third grade. He's learning to read. He's almost there. Um, he's amazing at math. He loves science. You can't tell nothing about no science because He'll be there spitting facts at you. You'd be like, what? what? I, didn't, um, I didn't know that. Okay. And he definitely has the... Between Adrian and um, AJ, like, they have the craziest imagination. So today at therapy with AJ for speech, she said that, you know, like, how that mat, the play mat um, for them to be on? She says the little line that they have on the play mat he has pretended it's been a snake he has pretended it's been a police car like he has pretend that it has been so many different things that she was telling me today that even adrian like adrian thinks adrian wants to take over the world let's be honest he's trying to be the next elon musk no, <laughs> at the, the rate we're going he wants to be an astronaut who sleeps in a rv camper and works at McDonald's. <laughs> oh my god adrian would literally work at mcdonald's <laughs> he wants to drive a tesla or a mustang because you know i don't know where his his car stuff comes from and because you know he likes to travel and live in mexico camping so he needs to be in a house that's mobile oh and an astronaut because he likes space I think because he. If Adrian could, I'm pretty sure if Adrian knew what an RV was, he'd be right with the plan. Because <laughs> he'd be like, what? We're going to go to the sky. We're going to do science. We're going to live in an RV. Yeah. We're going to travel the world. And then we're going to eat McDonald's. Psh, awesome. Yeah. Um, and Amelia has markers. Um, we have not we are starting the process to see 
um, where she will be on that spectrum, but definitely has markers that AJ showed at her age. And, um, yeah, that's where we are with them. Um, so Adrian got diagnosed later. Yes, he was definitely our later one, but I think it was more of the fact that that open conversation yeah. is not there. And it's crazy because unless you have a child with autism, you don't know a lot about autism. Like, you yeah, don't you hear don't. a lot about it. You don't see it very often. Like, you literally have a child and you're, like, submerged deep, deep, deep into this world that you didn't know was a world. I mean, definitely once I found out that they were, that that's the road that we were going down, that was when, like, Google search, like, yeah. everything was, and I'm not saying that Google's gonna give you everything, but I was definitely like, oh, I need to know what this is, and I need to know, like, even Adrian wasn't a stemmer. Adrian didn't stem. Like, he didn't flap his hands. Um, he didn't go around in circles. He did line up things and things like that. Like, he would line up cars, um, stuff. But he wasn't, like, nothing that would need to be, like, he didn't need to touch something six times. And, like, yeah. it wasn't something that stood out. With AJ, um, he just one day, like, after he could walk... He would walk around the table, around and around and around and around and around. And um, I had asked the, the women that I was PTAing with at the time, I was like, what is he doing? And they are like, oh, that's stemming. And I was like, oh, what is stemming? And that went down the road of, like, you know, just, like, reading and researching more things. And what different stems are. And yeah, what? the different things that they are out there or when they ask you at ABA, do you want them to stop these stemmings? Like is no. it is it what is it? Hindering them yeah, from hindering them their from their life. Yeah. yeah, completing the task that they need to do. Um I think our biggest one was that AJ just like bug can mimic not mimic, um they can script it. He scripts. So they can remember a whole episode. I can't even remember where my keys are. And literally play the whole episode back to you word for word. Without even watching, without the, even watching, watching the episode. So they could just be in the car or playing with their cars or just like imaginary play. And to this day, it's literally a whole episode. It's a whole episode. AJ gets out of the car. He walks over to the bench. He goes, oh, such a hot day. Gets up and then sit back down and says, mom, sit with me. I sit down, we get back up, we walk, and now there's poles in front of um, his ABA clinic where the, like a shade kind of covers or whatever, and now he goes and he spins around at least like five to six times, and then he'll like walk into clinic, and he's ready to go, and that's, not that that's a script, but I'm sure that it's a hot day. It could be raining outside, and he was like, it's a hot day. Let's sit down on this bench. So it's definitely from something that he has watched. Um, but now he has such a variety of things that he watches. It's kind of hard to get down yeah. where he got it from. But, yeah, those are, those are how the boys were diagnosed. I definitely think that in the culture that we live in and continuing to live in 
I think that it should be an open conversation in all the cultures because the moment you hear that if you speak with your like I when I when the lady said that to me when we were in the house like me and my husband looked at each other and we didn't know what it meant or anything but then I went to my grandmother who was the one who was helping me um get him all his services and to them a lot of them they're like oh nothing's wrong with the baby mm -hmm. like the baby's perfectly fine he's not dumb um that don't let them say that to you like and it's just like first and foremost my kids are w way smarter. Wicked smart. Like they're, Wicked uh, smart than I was at their ages. Like, let's just be honest. And the questions that they ask and their imagination. Like, I, I, as a child, can never remember a day where, like, I had the imagination that my children have. Or uh, ask the questions that they my have. My seven-year-old makes me Google a lot of questions because I don't know the answers. <laughs> I am 29 years old. Do I know what is the biggest whale? No. You know what my seven-year-old does? Hey, look. Or, he needs to know when he's traveling in his RV. Or how does my seven-year-old, he knew this before he was seven, but he's just turned seven, know what precipitation is and can say it perfectly. Oh, wow. He was like four talking about, oh, Titi, that's precipitation. <laughs> what all right forecast me all right <laughs> and like he's like you know how fog is how fog is made yes buddy i know how fog is made and here he goes on that tangent about how the fog is made or did you know there's a yellow the yellow belly what is it a yellow belly snake a yellow belly toad something of that nature because obviously this is a fact that i didn't know they eat certain things that make their bellies yellow Oh what? He, yeah, he has. He literally makes me at twenty nine. I graduated high school. I got my eighth grade diploma. I am in college now, <laughs> and he, I still did not know that. He fact. makes me feel a little, little, little slow sometimes. Like I don't know anything. So like they are definitely wicked smart. And the crazy thing is no matter whose culture you're in because I was me and my mom were just talking about it because my nana said something about it and she was like autism's always been around we as culture or as people were like oh you know no he's just you all everyone your grandma your someone knows the person that's oh they were like oh he's just a little slow or he's just a little different yeah well he's just a little slow he's just a little different i'm pretty sure he got autism or something of that nature but back then but back then oh no he's just a little different yeah that was their answer it wasn't he, a, a talked about conversation like i said not it wasn't an open conversation right and they make it seem like it's like such a big deal to say something to like say something or to get your kids services so that they're not out here in this world still like because i'm sure you have that one cousin who still lives at his mom's house and he's 47 because he can't live by himself because he's just a little different so it i don't is, have no cousin but <laughs> but you know what i mean like no, i know there's definitely someone out there who if their parents didn't get oh he'll be fine he's smart don't let them tell you that yeah would be in a different situation so you can't like they're definitely 
in the mindset of you don't need the help. But you're supposed to get the help. Yeah. The help is there for you to get. Exactly. And why is it so bad that I want to set my kid up for success so he does not have to live in my basement at 47? Like... I mean, unless we have done all the options that we can, and we've and he still has to live in my basement at so forty-seven. That, but I did all the things that I had yeah, to do exactly. to make it so that wasn't I didn't an just option. Blindly, not you not know, anything. do anything about it. Yeah. So definitely something that in all cultures needs to be an open conversation, even if your child has a learning disability or is or. I was a nanny to a child who was three, and he didn't speak. His speech was very, very delayed. Yeah. It was very delayed. Like, I could understand him because I ended up hanging out with him and was with him every day. My kids could understand him because he was with us every day. Yeah. But his parents could understand him because they're with him every day. But if you ask him a question, it don't want you know. <laughs> like, what? What was, what was that, baby? <laughs> So his speech was delayed, and being the person that I am, like, hey, you know, why don't you try and get him some speech, speech therapy, speech therapy or something? Because his speech is definitely for him to be three going on four. His speech is definitely delayed. Their mindset was, oh, my dad didn't talk until he was five. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask, yeah. The same thing my grandmother says to um to so, me. She was like, oh, you know, your dad didn't speak until he was this and I, I mean I have a learning disability as far as um like in school wise it takes me a little bit longer to learn some things more of a hands-on person than I am a book person just plain and simple but um with my father I think that's where she was just like oh well you know your dad had and you had and it's like no my baby can learn yeah he's super smart but like he he needs a little bit of help you, you know gotta give him the tools to get there yeah he needs and I those i don't ever understand why no one wants to give anybody anyone especially your kid the tools that they need even if it's just a little bit because like you don't need speech therapy like if you have just a speech a speech delay you need speech therapy for maybe a year and you're all caught up yeah, and so, usually, usually. Get, get the help. Take the help. I know it makes you, I know you probably have people down your throat. No, 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 no. Go get the help. Definitely go get the help. And definitely, for me, I've seen on TikTok and social media, other women put out there that they think something's wrong with their child, that's a little girl or a little boy. And I've seen moms bash other women like oh my kid spins in a circle and they're fine not saying that every kid that flaps their hands or spins in a circle or can't talk has autism but if that parent feels like there's they're with yeah wrong. there's something wrong with their kid not something wrong or there's something off Deep yes in their gut, they feel that something is off then go in and get that checked out or go down the path that you want to go but definitely don't let anyone stop you and definitely don't feel like you know these moms are just making me feel like it's all in my head yeah. or be ignorant like I was and not get it diagnosed or get it handled before a certain time um because I see it out there all the time and I'm just like I don't I don't know why we're not 
as women, even as men, a whole generation, um, while we're not more supportive of each other in those times. It takes a village. Like, and I don't know why your village has to be limited to just the people that you know. Literally, or the people that live in your home. Like you live in your home. Like your village can be literally. If you have a social media presence, that's your village. The people who follow you is your village. I don't understand why that can't be your village, and those people don't help you in your village. Yeah, definitely for sure. Social media is a yeah. Social media is a different a different thing. But like, and I always it always bothers me when people are like, "Oh, my kid spins in a circle," or "My kid does this." Well, first off. I am sure your kid is not spinning in a circle for three hours straight. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> like, I am sure your kid has spent in the circle three times and has gone to go do something else. Yeah. No, mine is spinning in this circle and has not he's been watching TV in the circle. He has eaten in this circle. He has lined up like he's done about six different things while he's still spinning in the circle. So there's a difference. So there's a difference between your kid spinning around for a couple of seconds and going moving on to something else and then my Just, kid yeah. doing that too as well. Yeah, so you like we can't compare our kids to other kids or say, Hey, my kid only does it this time and like they're fine. Yeah. Everyone's different. And if a parent is just like asking for simple simple, simple like a simple question. Like, hey, my kid spins in a circle for like three hours. Should I be worried? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes or no. Simple. If you want to go down that road, get it done. Get it done. Like a simple yes or no. Like yes, you should be worried. No, you shouldn't. Hey, you probably want to go see your doctor. Like just, just give them support. Yeah. But definitely from here, and definitely on this podcast from here on out, um, mom shaming is not allowed. No. And having that open conversation where if you feel that you need to go down the road of getting your child more help, then you go ahead and the support will be right here for you. Yeah, you can you definitely reach out to us. Yeah, you can reach out to us on TikTok or Instagram. We are definitely here to answer your guys' questions. Um, we don't know everything, but we definitely, if we do have someone who knows the answer, we will try and find it. Or, you know, if we know the answer, we'll definitely give it to you. Our next, I guess, my mental health. Uh, definitely want mental health to be an open conversation as well. I feel like it's still something that as much as we've put it out there, it's not a conversation that's always asked. It's not the first thing that we ask a mom or a parent, like, hey, how's your mental health this day? Um, or just like, you know, if you guys are having a rough week, um... Like Devin said, it takes a village. And definitely the village should not just be inside of your home. Um, You should definitely have friends. And I know that for moms, it's moms of, yeah, moms, typical typical children and atypical children is hard for us (laughs) to make friends regardless. And it's um, really hard for parents of atypical children to make friends. Yes, because we don't just be like, hey, so let's hang out. We're just like, oh, you know, my kid's this. And yeah. We're like, my kid's this. Like, you know, also, we can definitely. We're also worried that because, like, I'm hanging out with the, this mom, and now my my kid is quacking like a duck. And now they're looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, mm, 
Sorry. Like, so, like, it puts us in a weird, a weird situation when you aren't with an atypical parent hanging out. Yes. When you're with an atypical parent hanging out, like, you don't bat an eye to a kid walking around the house naked. You don't bat an eye to <laughs> your kids running around on all fours because, like, we're just used to the certain things, the that, certain they do. things that they do. So it's hard to find a non-typical parent friend Yes, because we're always like, oh, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. But when it's really, that's just who our kid is. And it's like, I, I can't do anything about it. So, like, either you take it or leave it. And most of the time people leave it because they feel like it's too much, but it, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> Any way you look at it, it's hard. But definitely, um, I love you too, babe. That's, you know, my baby. Um, so, I'm not going to say that I'm depressed because I don't think that I'm depressed. Definitely stressed, like Devin said. Um... Definitely going to, well, definitely going down the road and seeking a counselor, therapist, at this present moment. Um, I think that as parents of children with special needs or just a regular parent, we don't put ourselves first to look into our mental health. We don't put ourselves first for anything. We don't. (laughs) We do not. But um, I think that now... Mm, in the past couple of years it's been more like look into your mental health um definitely go out and get a therapist talk to someone like handle your mental health handle your mental health handle your mental health and i guess for so long um i've put it on the back burner so i will be seeking because you put your kids first that's true that that part that part because like you put your kids first and until they're straight you can't be straight so like i think my kids are like at a point where it's like i can focus a little bit yeah it's mellowed out and i can go and be like i need to focus on myself even if it is once a week talking to someone whether it be over the phone or um in person I definitely like that Samantha knew before she she did before like while she was pregnant that she was gonna go down the road of having a therapist and knowing that she will need someone. I think more mothers should have that conversation and should be like, I need to start talking to someone before having a baby. Before it gets worse, yeah, it's bad or like really bad or to the point where you feel like you can't. Get yourself out of the hole. Yeah, and it's crazy to me that no one talks about postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression as much as they should be. Because I feel like 90% of women after they have their baby got postpartum depression. <laughs> like, or postpartum anxiety. Like, if it's not depression, it's anxiety that you think that your baby's going to, like, literally die by laying in the bed by itself so like you have that anxiety and no one talks about it they're like oh here you go have this baby you have birthed a baby bye like they don't search they don't tell you any other things like yeah they give you in the hospital they give you that little piece of paper or do you feel depressed and they come in and ask you the questions and you check yes or no on a little questionnaire but who really 
is who checking re- yes really on the questionnaire. Being honest on those questionnaires. Not mo- most women aren't because we feel like we're we're okay. I definitely can tell you that even after having four children, when I had Adrian, I had anxiety, like anxiety. I didn't know what I was doing, who I was doing, like what was going on. Like, is he supposed to be crying? Like feeding him. Like I was, it was nuts. But then with the other ones, I was perfectly fine. And then when I had Amelia, like, I don't know what it was. Like she literally slept with us until like, a couple of weeks ago like she literally was in our room sleeping um and then we've moved her into her room recently but like even now like i have the monitor where i can see her and like if she don't wake up in the middle of the night to to have a bottle like she'll go to sleep she's asleep by like 7 8 o'clock so if she doesn't wake up until five six o'clock sometimes seven in the morning i literally hop out of the bed ready to break my back to go over to the room and be like, is she okay? Is she breathing? Like, what happened? Did somebody take her? And I'm like, ma'am, what are you doing? Nobody got into this house. (laughs) And the baby is perfectly fine. No, she just slept. She was sleeping. And then she's in there like, yeah. And then she's like, hey, mom. And I'm like, you know, like for, I don't know. For me, I I don't understand why that's not something. But I think we're made to feel like if we do talk about it, it's real. Yeah. And then we're crazy if we're talking like that. Like, especially if we tell our partner, like, oh, my God, babe, like, I'm freaked out that, you know, something will happen. Like, girl, bye. Like, bye. bye. Relax. Like, everything's like, fine. Now you know ain't nobody about to do none of this. <laughs> and then you see on TikTok or you go to social media. And I think that's the worst. It's okay to get the stuff out there that something happens to your child. But then it's scary to think about the fact that some of these people are like, you know, I put my kid to sleep and thought my kid was fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then my kid just like passed away in their sleep or they didn't know what happened. And it's just like, what? Like, I need more answers to that. Like, you know, like, did you put them on the left side of the bed, on the right side of the bed? Yeah. Like, did they sleep on their stomach? Like, it's. It's really scary to think about the fact that those are the times that we're in. But even, like, to be like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for this parent. But now I'm sitting here like, is Amelia okay? Yeah, you're staring Amelia's at Amelia's taking a nap. Let like, me let me just stare at this monitor and just watch her breathe in and breathe out. And then, like, is she moving? Or, like, even with, like, the older kids, too. Like, I'll get freaked out that, like, I heard one time that someone went to the beach. They took their child to the beach. The kid was playing at the beach. They got home. The kid, like, normal. Kid took a shower, ate dinner, excuse me, laid him down to sleep, and literally he drowned in his... in his dry drowned? Yeah, he dry drowned. I guess that's what it's called. dry drowning. In his sleep, and then when they go to the hospital and they do an autopsy, oh, his lungs filled up with water from him being at the beach. Like, what? And it's like, we live in Florida. Like, my kid wants to go to the beach, like, seven out of six days out of the week, you know? And then it's like, okay. Do I take them to the beach? Do I take them to the beach? Or, like, they want to be in the pool. Like, do I let them be in the pool all day? Like, how much water are you drinking? Are you sure you guys are okay? And then it's like all of those anxiety of, like, are they going to be okay? Yeah. And 
Cause, uh, they cause took a nap? Are they okay? It's life. First off, having kids is... What am I looking for? Having kids is draining. Like, it is hard. And there is so many things that could possibly happen. There's millions, trillions, bazillion things that could possibly happen. Like dry drowning, SIDS. Like there's so many things and all of those things are constantly going through your head. Or over your shoulders. Or, or over, like you're literally like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like so, like on Sunday, like Rue has, has an ear infection. Didn't know she had an ear infection. But like she went to sleep perfectly fine. Wasn't hot. Had her pajamas on. Had her sleep sack on like normal. And I'm thankful that my dogs woke her up. Because if they wouldn't have woken her up, she probably would have slept the whole time until like 3.30 in the morning when she normally wakes up for a bottle. If she would have woke up for a bottle, because sometimes she doesn't wake up for a bottle, she would have been with a severe fever. Yeah. Because she woke up, her fever was like 102.3. Or no, it was like 103.2. So like it was borderline like severe. Yeah. And... Like, you have all of those, it's just all those things, literally in a snap of your finger, something can change, or something can happen, and you're like, but, like, having kids is hard. It is hard. Baby stage, infant stage, toddler stage. Adult stage, because, like, my mom still worries about me to this day, I'm 49, and, like, I'm out, because I'm an adult, and I could be out, but... (laughs) She will literally wait wait for me to come home. So, or like if I'm out like late, late, she will go to sleep, but she's not like sleep, sleep, sleep. She wait, she, she waiting to hear the door open. Waiting to hear the door open. So, like literally, she literally still waits for me to get home at 29. So, like your job is never done. Never, never, ever done until you when, when you get older, you know what I mean. I mean, you still worry, but it's not as worrisome as when they're children. But I feel like it because when you get older, you're just like, oh, you know, are they? They're good. They're we'll, good. We'll call. We'll text. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is, but the world it, that we live in now, it's a little, it's a little nice to be an adult too. That part. <laughs> Hopefully, they're okay when they're. An adult, yeah. and we'll see when we get there how that goes. But well, it's good if you're trying to go and get some help for your mental health. Yeah, I'm gonna go down I feel that like road. if I get ever down that road, definitely will go and be like, okay, guys, I gotta go see somebody. I don't know who, but I'm gonna go see him. <laughs> I'm gonna go find that person. I'm gonna go find that person right. Now, but as yeah, as of now, I'm okay. Not great. Have you ever looked into someone? But okay. No, I haven't. I feel like if I do, it's just to have someone to talk to. Okay. Like, because I think I need, like, if I do need anything, I just need someone to talk to, to get it all off my chest. Yeah. I'm a writer, so I'll write it. I write it all down and put that notebook in the closet somewhere where can't nobody find it. And then if I need to write it all down again, I'll just go and write it all down. So, like, I'm a writer, but I feel like at this age with the baby and all the things, I'm not going to have just somebody to talk to. <laughs> can I just sit on your couch and we can just talk? We can conversate. It's not conversate, it's converse. 
Converse, <laughs> however you say it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had... Like, do I need, like, an actual, like, therapist, counselor just to have a conversation? Is there, or is there people out there that, like, that's their job? I think I need to go definitely probably to a psychiatrist, not even a therapist or a counselor. Um, I've had pretty rough couple of years. Um, passing of my grandmother and then my sister. And I haven't processed either one. Yeah, well, maybe a therapist. A psychiatrist. No. <laughs> We're going to go to a psychiatrist. Yeah, I'm going to go to the top, and if I don't need to be there, then they can bring it down. <laughs> we can go down. We can go down. We can go find somebody else. We're going to start on the right spot. <laughs> because that's what I feel like I need to be at the psychiatrist's office. Like, hey, so, you know, like, I'm right at the edge where, like, I'm going to drive myself to the, to the mental health. I'm going to sit inside of the my vehicle i'm gonna sign myself in and i'm gonna be like i need to be here for like a good two to three months like please help me in those three months because then i that's my max i think but you know but yeah just start to talk and work way out and work my way down maybe you don't need just a therapist but you know know. start start where you start but is there someone i could just go and talk to like like a friend like I, i don't know like is there is that a thing like, where their whole job is just to talk and just have a conversation. I don't know. That, I don't know. Because, like, I can give you, like, I know there's help I, I can give you, like, 50 bucks and we can talk. Like, I don't need to go and get billed um, ther- <laughs> insurance-wise for a therapist just to, like, you know, have a chit-chat. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Huh. I'm a Look. Bullet. You just Google it and see if you can find it. But I definitely know I need to start at the top. And then if I need to work my ass down to the bottom, then I work my ass down to the bottom. But I definitely need to be at the top. Mental health, once again, needs to be an open conversation. And I think it definitely needs to be talked about more. For and men and women. Yes. Men and women. I think men <laughs> and women. And women. I think our next podcast will be talking um about how our significant others have handled being in the process of having children that are not atypical and how they have i guess yeah because that'll be a two-fold conversation because like yours actually had atypical children mine came in to atypical children. Yeah. And see how... Because men are not big feelers of their open conversation. Um, and just see if there's different things from us to them and to them to us. Yeah. I mean, we feel things more. We're more of the emotional person than the men are. But definitely how they felt... I mean, hearing the diagnosis from from my husband and going from there and how Cam came into the conversation, came into the situation and how he has, you know, adapted adapted to the change that he's had to go through. Yeah, because it is different. It's not. It's not the same. Yeah, it's definitely not. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Close it out. 
And that is Rated M for Moms. Stay tuned for the next episode. Price drop. It's time to shop at Nordstrom Rack. Get to your rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off. Brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Find genius deals on easy dresses, denim, tops, sneakers, and more. Plus, tons of must-haves for the family and home. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% on so many new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last long.